podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Travel Event Podcast for Saturday the 5th of September 2020. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. I'm Gordo. Thought he'd a mouthful of Oreos there and was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, obviously, I'm just back in from baseball training, so I'm quickly eating something in uh, substitution of dinner, which is Oreos, fruit gums, and cookies. <laughs> was Gordon out <laughs> of this training? I yes, was. He has, a, he has a Paul Pogba attitude towards training and right. left like with an hour to go. He just took it on Instagram. Too, too good for that. I. Uh, <laughs> Post a picture of my boots, barely dirty. <laughs> well, I, I just listened back to last week's because Gary was talking about the sound effects, and it's the actually wasp, quite, yeah. it's quite depressing going from how upbeat we sounded, reflecting on our results, oh, to now dreadful week. But there's so much more entertaining in Andy's picks alone from last oh. week than we get discussed. <laughs> Don't even start me on these because they weren't bad. They weren't, one was a bad pick. One was ve- one was bad. I will give it that, but fuck me, the other two of them were just unfortunate. Right, we'll get the, we'll get the easy stuff out of the way. So my banker, the uh, EFL Cup, Stevenage versus Portsmouth. I thought about. I was honestly fearing that they dragged out all the goals in the first half. It was three two in the first half, and then there was a goal forty seconds into the second half, and then not another goal went went to penalties. Portsmouth went through, but the bet came in goal in the second half at one to four. Um, I took Kawasaki Frontel against Shimizu Espulse. They won 5 nothing. Um, the Kawasaki train rolls on after a brief stop at a station somewhere. <laughs> Nagoya. A brief stop <laughs> in Nagoya. Nagoya. Andy, that should have been the week that you done Kawasaki. Minus, minus one, minus two, minus three, three. minus everything. Oh, they, were, they were brilliant. And I watched them again midweek in the Cup because uh, it's, the, it's the quarterfinals now, so it's playoffs instead of that stupid group stage where they all play their youth teams. Uh, so they take it a wee bit more seriously. And uh, they went and beat Colby 6-0 on Wednesday. So they are 11-0 for their last two games, which is pretty impressive. They're doing all right. I wish they'd uh, shipped some of those goals to Boulogne because uh, I let down the bankers um, this week. It was too big a pick, really. Um but I, I, I was watching Boulogne were playing tonight as well and, and they won away from home, which is actually a little bit more frustrating because like, they could do it at home against Red Star, but they can do it away. Um, but yeah, so it, they drew one each. They took the lead, um, but that's not what we needed. Uh, I should have taken the home or draw at one to four. Um, so, yeah. But this week I'm coming back with a banker that I think might be the best one I've ever found. So I mean, I think the, I think the Boulogne bet was a good bet if you were picking you know, a, a team to win that. Just it wasn't, Bankery enough for a banker, yeah. but good value. But good value, yeah. Unlucky. <laughs> uh, my, my value is in Belgium, uh, Circle Brews versus Cotterike. I called it the fact that they couldn't score goals, but it seems that Circle Brews couldn't do that either. Um, Cotterike won 1 0 late on. Um, I, it, was just a, it was just an awful game. It was three shots in goal, which is really depressing when you're watching it. You really need the home team just to be plowing them, but. Steve, uh, David Bates did not get an appearance either, so I'm hoping that a wee defeat might actually push him um, ahead of the pecking order. Okie dokie. Yeah, I had uh, Sapporo uh, against Nagoya. This game ended nil-nil um, for my for my value, which was unfortunate, as I think there was also a penalty missed in that game. 
Uh, I believe my value actually came in. Mine was Kitakushi, uh, who will feature again this week. They won 3-2, uh, I think at 9-10, to 10, or they might even have crept up to even money. Uh, even money. But yeah, it didn't. Um, it was a, they, they've been doing very well recently. Um, but yeah, so that was 3-2 for me. Yeah, the outsider wasn't much better for myself. St. Johnson, St. Mun, I'd said it'd be 1-0 all week. I had shouted 1-0 consistently, but I took it the wrong way. Although it was looking good for ages. Like, I was watching it just going like this. This has got St. Mun nicking a goal all over it, sitting and doing nothing. But St. Johnson, aye, St. Johnson broke the duck. And now that's, that's, that's annoying now, because that's a team that I now can't bet against. Yeah. I feel like a win for them has changed their whole... Outlook on life. Aye, outlook on... Aye, Callum Davison now... Uh, Callum Davison, their manager, aye? Yep. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So I feel like that, that's now... They, they were going to be my next bet again if they'd lost that, being away from home when they come back. But nah, I'm avoiding <laughs> them now because they might have turned that around. Aye. Right, Andy, let's discuss oh, this game. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I said the, the Yokohama F Marinos to beat Kobe away at Kobe at almost 2-1, to one, which I thought was an excellent price. And in the 89th minute, this game was Kobe 1. Yokohama F Marinos three. They were they were coasting, absolutely coasting. Um, they let a goal in in the ninetieth minute for it to go three two. They let another goal in in the ninety first minute, so two goals in a minute, and the game ended three each. Um, don't know if you've seen the goal, but uh, the third goal especially is ridiculous. The keeper is stood in absolutely no man's land, and the guy just goes. Looks up and goes, oh, I can, I can shoot from about 30 yards here. The keeper's like 20 yards off his line. And that was it? Just over that the was top? It. Three, that was it. Three each. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you, get games, when you get games like that, you call, you call the game for 90 minutes, a 2-1 to one outsider, and they're 3-1 up after 90. And, you know, it wasn't like they were hanging on or anything. It was just fine. And then one minute of just sheer madness. Uh, what are you going to do? Unfortunate, unfortunate. Um, well, I had a less—I mean, less dramatic game. Truthfully, it was Dunkirk I had as my uh, outsider. They drew one-one with uh, Clermont, so it wasn't wasn't too bad as an outsider, really. Um, but they actually play a fr- an international, a friendly tomorrow, John, against your pick from last week, Herr Clubruz. Who Dunkirk or Clermont? Uh, Dunkirk, which is very odd. Uh, they, they they both linked together. Anyway, both of them were shite, so we'll leave back. <laughs> we'll leave past them and move to the charity bet. Wait, can I start with the charity bet? Well, you're the only one. I thought you'd want to go last. I thought no, you'd want to go last. I, I want to go first, right? Because it literally does not matter what you guys say after this. So I uh, <laughs> I took a very very good pick. It, um, it was in Japan. It kicked off at the same time as Andy's as well. And they came in, I believe, 2-0 was the final score, actually. Sorry, I, I, my J2 league here thing has just frozen. Um, it was um, Vivar and Nagasaki. They were a comfortable win at the weekend against Omida Argia. That's yeah, Omida Argia. Well done. That was, a ve- that was a very good pick. And you did say last week that that was your favourite out of all four of your picks. Um, and it was, a, it was a comfortable win. We also said it was a. Well, I'd said it was a. Yeah, I said it as well. We all said that was the bit. That was the best one of Gordon's by a long way. Yeah, um, it was great. Really good. Hopefully, you've got another one of them this week. I do. I'm moving down a division. <laughs> Excellent. See, well, I need to stay. I, I back for the charity bet. I I I, I killed the. Cha- I think I killed the charity bet. Um, it was already dead. Yeah. Was it was already. Ah, oh, it was already dead. It's fine. Uh, Dundee United have been really good in the Premier League so far. 
hadn't conceded more than one goal in any game. So I took them in the handicap, plus one handicap to draw or win away at Kilmarnock and they got beat 4-0. It was never a 4-0 game. They had most of the possession. We're just na- naive. We're the team that's just come up um, and a team with more Premier League experience just done us uh, scoring with our four main chances and we, we just looked toothless like we'd never get a goal in a million years. So I hope Lauren Shanklin comes back quickly. And to be fair, Kilmarnock scored the most unlike Kilmarnock goal. Oh, great goal. I've ever seen third one. Yeah, they played football. It was was unbelievable. It was really, and the finish, the chip finish in the far corner. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was a really good goal. Although I was going to say, see your other one, see your pick, Vivar and Nagasaki. They were two 0 up away from home during the week, and they were three one in that game as well. But they fucking conceded in the ninety six. Yeah, they canned it. Aye, but um, my charity. I am. My other pick came in as well. What other pick? You didn't have another pick. If you did, you didn't mention it in the podcast, Gordon. I did. I was wrong. Remember, I was being roasted yeah, for the yeah, emperor. Yeah, and Gordon was not wrong about wrong. <laughs> yes, they won <laughs> even money, so I should have taken them as my banker. <laughs> um, bye. So, yeah, sorry, John, you're, you want to go into your Let's just say that again. Gordon, Gordon was not Ren about Ren. <laughs> yeah, my rubbish charity goal was Arsenal Liverpool eh, over one point five goals in the second half. There was only one goal, although there should have been much more than that. The game was pretty open. Um, Arsenal looked really good, man. Don't they just? It's coming to that point where I can bet on them again to win the league and have that bet sat in my Bet Three Six Five account under open bets all season <laughs> to remind me how much of a fucking hopeless idiot I am putting that bet on. Every year, when I look at it at Christmas and go, Jesus. How, here, can we just talk? I know you've probably seen it. Can we talk about that Michael Doherty Spurs announcement video? I've not seen it. No. It's bad. It's Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. That's who little I care about the guy now, right? Matt Doherty, the Wolves wing back, has signed for Spurs. Mm -hmm. But he is a massive Arsenal fan. So Spurs have him on his signing video deleting old tweets about how much he loves Arsenal. Actually, on a Spurs FC produced... Vi- oh, yes. man. Yeah, yeah. That's not yep. good. <laughs> I seen, the best thing I seen was it wasn't the old fun facts, but it was like one of the Scottish 12 pages that just said, cancel your league. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It, it, oh, see for even the guy to agree to that it's fucking horrendous yeah. <clears throat> but I did like Arsenal's this week with signing them um, Gabriel that was good did you watch that Andy yeah. um, so David Louise has welcomed Willie into the club on a Zoom call yep and then they're talking about Gabriel just if they think he'll join or not and then they get like an admin request to join the call oh cool right okay yeah, 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 it's done yeah. That's how it's done. No signing average Wolves wingbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be trying to draft these guys in your uh, fantasy Premier League draft, John? Uh, no, mine just set me. My team's set. I'm ready, but I, I know for the draft. I know, I know, I know. I'm looking at. I'm looking low down the peg to figure out who I need to pick and when. But uh, that's like a whole other ball game, mate. That's going to fry my head on Sunday night. I look forward to it immensely. <laughs> uh, 
It's a, a good point to point out, though. Um, if you do play the Fantasy Premier League, um, we're running a trampled bet mini league. So, obviously, if you've got your normal team in that, you can just join up with the league code. You'll find that on our Facebook group. So, if you go to Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook, uh, it's one of the top posts. We'll put it as a pinned post, uh, the link to join our Trample Bet League for the new fantasy football season. Five are in, winner takes all. Okay, dope. Just to point out, there was no midweek picks this week, so nothing to, to promote from us there, just because there was so little football with the Nations League starting again. Oh, it was rubbish. But we never but, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was not much. But there was a Japanese Emperor's Cup quarter-final round, and Kawasaki won 6-0, which everyone would have been on, half-time, full-time, minus one, minus two, minus three, etc., etc. But it does give us a point to point out that the Patreon is still there, and a huge thanks to our, we're just going to call him the rugby guru now, um, Michael <laughs> Stokes joined the Patreon has become a member of the Trample Bet Club so welcome Michael Mr. thank Rugby. you very much I know one of, one of, the, one of the most are we getting him to do all his, all his tweets <laughs> <laughs> one of the most, Michael is one of the most profitable prominent posters in that Facebook group and he's yeah. still joined the club which is fucking excellent because I could understand people who promote good tips to be like well no I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coming to you but we really appreciate everyone that joins us for the fact that the content's not there it's meant to be for the content it's just the addition is hopefully we all win money off the bookies but Michael thank you very much and thank you to everyone that's joined so far and hopefully this week will be much better and we'll go straight on to this 12 12 12 12 now my banker, Gordon, did you say you hated my banker or you just thought it was a shit game? No, I, I have taken your banker as my value. Like, right, okay. It's, cool. it's, like, it's we're in the same game, but I think you were right in picking the only vaguely interesting game in an EFL Cup round where like, there is uninspired. Yeah, <laughs> it's Ross, man. It's Ross. Um, so, Sunderland versus Hull, EFL Cup. I'm going similar to my Portsmouth Stevenage bet. There's been a lot of goals in their games in pre-season and how Sunderland and Hull had played prior to stopping anyway. Um, a goal in the second half is 1-4. It's a cup game similar to Stevenage Portsmouth. I can't say any more than that. I really fancy second half goals. There's Andy promoting this Hull for the Patreons. I've got the uh, Hull City Tiger there. I used to live in Hull. Um, great, great place, great city. Uh, and the football ground's really cool as well. Um, unfortunately, the team is not so great these days. Yeah, we'll get to that in my value bit. <laughs> my banker for this week, I am in Japan on Saturday at 10.30am UK time. A match between Oita and FC Tokyo. So Tokyo are third uh, in the league, Oita are 14th. Five games wise, Tokyo joint top of that form table with 10 points from their last five. They've scored 11 and conceded six in that time. Razoita, similar to their league position, are 14th in the five-game form table, taking five points but scoring only three times and conceding five. Um, Tokyo come off the back of a 3-1 way, uh, away win at Gamble Osaka last weekend and a 3-0 win against Nagoya in the Cup midweek. Um, so that's 6-1 over, over two games. Oita's last win was four games ago on August 15th and that was a, that was a 1-0. But they, they concede a lot of goals and they're not very good. Tokyo are generally just much stronger. I think they'll win this game by a couple of goals, but you can actually take Tokyo or draw, so Tokyo um, plus one goal, at odds of two to seven, which I think is absolutely huge for something 
that in football gambling, there's no sure things, but I think this is as close as you're going to get that Tokyo won't lose this match. Um, yeah. So draw her away is two to seven on Bet365. That's decent. That's generous. Yeah, that's yes. good. Um, I am also in Japan for my pick, but I am in the G League 3, and I, I am going to go out on a limb and say this is the best banker pick I've ever come up with, right? What do you look for in a banker? You look for, what you want is a top of the team, table team, playing against someone who's dreadful, like genuinely awful. So I've got Blaublitz, they're playing at home to Steve Osaka, under 23s, right? And the only, you can get this on multiple bookies, Blaublitz are top of the league, right? 32 points from 12 games. Steve Osaka have played 13 games and have gained six points, right? They're at their, they are dreadful, right? The last five away games they've played, they've lost all five. And in every conceivable way, they've lost. They've lost by scoring a goal. They've lost when they've not scored a goal. They've lost with late goals. They've lost when they've scored lots of goals. They just lose all the time, this team, right? Um, as opposed to Blaublitz at home, who have won four of their last five. This is a comfortable win for the home team here. And you're getting them at the very generous price of two to five. So this is the best banker I think I can find. Like outside of, you know, the French leagues, which I've, are being robbed from me this week by the international break. Uh, alas, this is a great pick. This is my banker for this week. I'm not against that, yeah, Gordo. But, uh, oh, that sounds great. My knowledge of the Japanese third division is scant. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say mine is fantastic, but I know dreadful versus better. I know. I know a good thing when I see one, and this <laughs> is a good thing. It's a good thing when I see one. Right, my value. I'm going in the Nations League. I'm trying to go somewhere that I at least know instead of try start up leagues or, like you said, God, do that EFL fixture list was just absolute horror to look through <laughs> uh, to get anything worthwhile. So I'm UEFA Nations League, Denmark versus Belgium. I'm taking the away side Belgium at four to five, so just under evens. Solely based on the fact that Belgian players have the Belgian's key players have still been playing. So they played through a lockdown. If you look at De Bruyne, Lukaku being the two key players, they still played through. And if I look at the Denmark standout standout players are Ericsson and Braithwaite. Ericsson was on the bench for Inter, Braithwaite on the bench for Barcelona. So I just don't see how Denmark's team are walking in as fresh as Belgium's team. I just don't see it. And Belgium are on the back of what, eight wins in a row? Yeah. They're just a really strong side and I don't understand getting such good odds away at Denmark who actually don't, outside of like a couple of games against Gibraltar, they don't score a lot of goals. They actually uh, drew 0-0 away at Republic Ireland. I've beaten, as well. I've been a few Denmark games of late. I've been to a few Denmark games of in late. Uh, yeah, they are pretty average. Really, uh, I mean, you remember the last World Cup? They got through, uh, but they they were they were in one of the groups where really mediocre performances got you through. Yeah, you know, and there were much better teams playing much better football in other groups that went out in the group stages. What, um, what happened with Denmark? Like, I remember years ago, right? I remember years ago that Denmark had a specific identity which was mm. two strikers and two wide players. Like, De- Dennis Romadal, Martin Jorgensen, and it was like Yondal Tomasin and then one other. That, that I, don't was... know, I don't know if they just don't have the same quality of player anymore. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It just, I am... it just pure fell away for having, like, 
they were just this team like for years. Like it wasn't even just like the four years that what it was years. They had the same players, same type of players the whole way through their team. Like before yeah. Thomas and it was like Ebba Sand, there was like the same players every single time and just disappeared. But I think they just looked so average and so like I remember that that Iron Nil Nil game was disgusting. Do you know that was being that was to be being fair, the other to be night. Fair, I was at I was at that game. Was that the game you were at? I was at was at that one in Copenhagen, um, and it was so cold. It was a night game, and it was one of the most boring football games I've ever been to. Of course, it was a two-legged affair. They then went to Dublin, and I think they won five nil. Yeah, in the yeah. in the second leg. So I picked they were the wrong one. To yeah, they were they were much much better away from home. But I think they just made the first the first game was cagey. But even it's just a one-off tie, you've got the first leg out of the way and you go for it. They're certainly capable of doing it. Yeah. Um, but again, they are not the same standards as Belgium. Like, no, they're, they're not. They're tiers, they're tiers below. Yeah. The only literally concern I have is if Ericsson's been keeping fit know, and just not been playing, or if I know Dolberg, who was at Ajax a couple of years ago, started scoring a couple of goals. But look, the, the caveat I will say to this is check Belgium's lineup. Because I do know that Kevin De Bruyne is expecting a child. Yeah. And if it is born before, he won't be playing. So I'm actually looking at my betting picks and making sure his wife doesn't go into labour. Because I want De Bruyne there. So as long as she doesn't deliver, De Bruyne will. So it'll be fine. All right. I like that. That's right. a good good analogy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good pick. I like it. Andy, what so, you got for us? Uh, Saturday in Japan, 10 o'clock UK time, Yokohama F Marinos against Kawasaki Frontale. So Yokohama, as we've said, threw away uh, three points last week, conceding twice in stoppage time to draw three each with Kobe, whereas Kawasaki won 5-0 at home to Shimizu, and then midweek won 6-0 in the cup uh, against the same Kobe team that came back against Yokohama. Uh, Kawasaki top of the league by seven points through 14 matches. They've scored 41 goals and conceded only 12. They just go out to batter teams. I would take they're 10 to 11, so they're almost even money. I would take them at that price against anybody in the league. Like, no questions asked. And I'll probably have a look at the handicap as well. But I think there's so much value uh, in a in an away win here at even money. Uh, that That's really all you need to know. Kawasaki. I like it. They're battering people. That's I'm all over that. Um, well, I'll take us to a rather dismal game then. Uh, back to Sunderland versus Hull. So Hull's last 13 games they've played, they have lost 11 in a row. <laughs> right? So so they've lost their, their last they've lost their last six games in a row, including like preseason stuff and all that. Sunderland have looked better. They've had 1-0 wins and 3-1 wins. They've only played two games, but they've won both since. I just see Sunderland being better than Hull at the moment. You know, there's there's different levels. You're right here. My only caveat, again, is look at the teams before they go out. If they're playing a whole bunch of squad, like a whole bunch of like kids, then this is less of a good bet. However, I think Sunderland are even money. Hull are dreadful. And there's, they haven't signed anyone. They haven't replaced any of the people. It's not as if they're, they're coming up with some new identity. I, I can't see a situation where Hull go out and do something good here. They're bad. They're really yeah, bad. They're not great. They're almost as bad as that chant that they had a couple of seasons ago. The, you're getting mauled by the Tigers chant where all the fans did this. Oh, oh. No, bad. See, that alone should sink them in this. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so Sunderland home form has been pretty good. I know we've got to go back to pre-lockdown fixtures here, but the last five games, they've drawn two and won three. Hull's away form's awful. They're absolutely yeah. rubbish. And uh, we all know this. We covered them last year. You were just betting against them consistently. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to take Sunderland 11, 11 to 10 or 10 to 11 actually at the moment. Sorry, it's just dropped down there. 10 to 11 at home. That's my value pick. Yeah, I, I think there'll be goals in this game. I, I just shat it and took goals in the second half, but it was one I had looked for the charity bet. But mm-hmm. I just wasn't brave enough. It's too... It's a bit of a hit and miss, but I think Hull have got more of a rebuild to do in a short space of time than Sunderland do. Sunderland should be pretty set. Their standards are the exact same. Hull, that that Wigan defeat is horrendous. Oh, that, that'll that scar you for life. People for a long time, I Yeah. That was bad. But I, I like that, God. I think that's a good, good pick. Yeah. My outsider, it's, it's more of in a what I know can be delivered from Croatia as opposed to how how good I actually think Portugal are. I think Portugal have got a wee group of players coming through again that are backing up what Ronaldo's leaving behind, but I don't think they're great because I still think their back line's pretty weak. Um, Portugal versus Croatia. Croatia have finished third in the World Cup. Croatia is uh, second in the World Cup. Croatia shouldn't be 16-5 to to win this game. You just shouldn't be for me. <clears throat> still got one of the best midfielders in the world. They've got the best left back in the world by an absolute distance, right? Even Tierney plays for Croatia. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know Andy Robertson had changed <laughs> as well. He's a number one round draft pick, don't you know? <clears throat> he is. He is that. I can't wait for that. <laughs> someone's someone, someone's going to snipe him from you. It's no, going to be so funny. I hope I get first draft pick because I think that might be the only person that takes draft pick <laughs> number 32 with their first selection. <laughs> anyway, John, sorry. Yeah, on. It's just that the odds just stood out at me in looking at the Nations League. Two teams in this Nations League, so close, like, bear in mind, this is like seeded teams together. So this is, they've been grouped together as equals. There is no way Portugal v Croatia should see either team almost 41. It just shouldn't happen. So 16-5 was way too big for me to turn down. Like For double chance, you get even money for Croatia, but I'm going balls out. I think Croatia are going to win this by the odd goal. Portugal at home to Croatia. I'm taking the away team Croatia at 16-5. to That is a spicy, spicy outsider. I really fancy it. Really, really into that bet, man. I think it'll be really good. So... I'm in Japan again for the outsider. <laughs> all my all my games are in Japan. Um, Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, Shimizu S Pulse versus Kashiba Razor. This game is a nice time. The 10 a.m. game is live on Free Sports, which is Sky Channel 422. Uh, and usually before the live game, you get the highlights of all last week's games uh, as a separate thing. So put your put your uh, series record on that because it's a brilliant 30 minutes in English uh, package of all the goals from Japan the previous week. Um, Shimizu S-Pulse are one of the worst two teams in the league right now. The other is Sapporo, and they will feature in my charity bet. So I'm, I'm going against the teams that are on a really bad run. They've only got nine points in the league through 13 games, and they play against a Kashiwa side that, after a reasonably slow start, having been promoted last year, are finding their feet in the top division. They're now seventh on 20 points. Their away record has been really good. They travel well. They've not lost in their last six away games. Um, Shimizu have conceded four, three, and most recently five goals in their last three matches, all of which were losses. So I think Kashiba could really do a number on them because um, they can score goals. And so it's an outsider. I'm going to take 
Toshiba raised all the away team minus one goal in the minus one handicap at odds of eleven to five. Because I think I think they could do them maybe three nil or four one or something like that. So Kashiba minus a goal, better than two to one. Like it. Uh, you know, your your Japanese picks have steered as well. I hope they continue to do so. Yeah, Andy, I think... does a, Andy does a favour, right? See if they're like 3 0 up with like 30 seconds to go, going to cash out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, you're paying for the stories as well, man. That's it. It's not just, yeah, it's not just the results. Ah, there's, there's a £900 story. Great. <laughs> I'll use that in the podcast next week. That's it. Smashing. Um, I mean, First off, I think the J League one is for posers, so I'm going to talk about the J League two here. That's where the down down earth real guys are playing. Uh, so it's Albrecht Albrecht Nagata versus Iwata is my outsider here, which sounds like I've rolled them into one team. It isn't. Um, I'm taking a draw here. This is a, a mega draw game. Like if you look at it, <laughs> Iwata have drawn four of the last five games away from home, three of which have been two twos. So they love drawing two two. Their most recent home game was also a 2-2 draw. Ibrex Nagata at home have drawn three of the last five. Um, they drew the last game 2-2, John, that you just referenced there. Um, they've both drawn a lot of games, and it's they've kind of drawn against the similar opposition. These are teams near the top of the table. So you're getting Ibrex Nagata in fourth with 26 points, Iwata in sixth with 24 points. They're, they're not far away from each other there. I think there's a very good chance that this ends up a draw. And at 23-10, to 10, I would be all over that. And I think I will be. Now, one other thing I'd like to note about this game is that a two-each draw, specifically, which is the most common result for all of them, is 12-1. to 1. And I think I'm going to have a wee punt on that as well. Because they've they've got all these two-eaches away. From, uh, the Iwata's away two-eaches have all been very different. It's not as if they're like scoring goals in the last minute to get them. Like It's been like, there was a couple that were 2-2 in the first half. There was a couple that were later on. So I'm big on this being a draw. 23 to 10, you're getting the price for here. So I think that's a good outsider and I'll add it to the pile. Yeah, I like it. it, it, it this looks like a draw, mate. It does. looks very dry. I'm in Japan played, and taking draws. Uh, Iwata have played seven games away from home and got seven points, but that was a couple of defeats and a win. But yeah. Averaging, out, isn't it? averaging the draw. I mean, that's a good, I, I like that. That's I like it a lot. Bet. I'm just taking a note here for when this doesn't come in next week. I'm going to say you couldn't draw a bath. Really. <laughs> that's bad. That's real bad. Yeah, well, hopefully, it's fine. hopefully you're not going to hear it next week. That's it. Just lining up your lining up your poor jokes. That's fine. Well, John, what have you got for the charity bit? Right, charity. So, usual rules apply. £10 of our own money. If it comes in, the treble, it goes to Beats and Cancel Trust. If it doesn't, we send the £10 anyway. So we either lose, we either spend 20 quid of our own money or we prand over money from £10 profit. I'm going at the EFL, Godos. I know we said there was games that looked dross, but I think I've got one that I quite fancy. Um, it's League 2 Crawley versus Millwall in the Championship. EFL Cup, the away team Millwall are 8-11, to 11, so just under evens. It's just uh, the difference in quality. Millwall played all throughout and Crawley didn't that's the that's the main motivator for me they're two divisions above and they've played more consistently I think Millwall will get a job done here they've looked okay um, since coming back they had a good wee run at the end of the season I just I think they'll dispose of them and I think the odds are too high just based on them playing away from home and yeah I know it's kind of pre-season but 
if I look at some of the results finishing off, they pumped Huddersfield, they beat Blackburn, beat Hull, which is no feat at all, I suppose. Nah, and beat Charlton. I don't do that. So they done. They, they finished the season quite well. Their only defeats were Middlesbrough and QPR. So winning four at the last six, decent form for Millwall. I think they'll continue on into a Crawley side, who I just don't rate. I just don't rate. And like I said, they've not played a game since the 7th of March. I think that changes everything for me. I think Millwall will dispose of them quite comfortably. 8-11? 8-11. Andy, Japan, take us there. Japan, the early game, which uh, for us for us in the UK means it kicks off at 6am on Saturday morning. This game is also live on Free Sports, Sky Channel 422. For anyone that happens to be up at 6am, farmers or something, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think they get up to farm, mate. Ah, they're, 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 probably, to... <laughs> they're probably doing some farming. So you know who's I'm going to email. I'm going to email them and ask, like, if it's it's a free channel. I'm going to ask how much it would cost to get our name somewhere, just on a screen somewhere. Because Inter- interestingly, uh, with coronavirus and all the Scottish teams being able to show their games uh, at pay per view, Dundee United have new sponsorship opportunities every time there's a corner. Your logo can come up. Yeah. Someone can do the corners for that game. Someone else can do the goal kicks. Someone can do stoppage time. Quite, quite a clever thing. Um, do you know the? Yes. Could, we, know could the, we get it in free sports in Japan? That'd be cool. We we maybe could. Do you know the uh, the best corner ad I've ever seen? One of the Hibs games I went to was Hibs versus Kilmarnock, and there's a local estate agent in Kilmarnock called McSherry Halliday, right? And they bought the rights to any time there was a corner in a Kilmarnock game, it would say stuck in a corner. Call McSherry Halliday, right? Any time, like through the PA system, and it stuck with me to this day. So the advert is brilliant. That can't have cost them more than a hundred quid for that game, right? And it has lived rent free in my head for fifteen years. <laughs> so brilliant! Let's get involved in that. What was the charity, Andy? <laughs> to the, I've not yes. said it yet. It's to the actual game itself, six o'clock on Saturday morning in the Japanese J League One, Sapporo versus Hiroshima. Uh, this is two pretty poor teams right now, but there's definitely a case to be made that Sapporo are a level below all the other poor teams in terms of just dreadfulness. Um, in their last five matches, they've scored four times but conceded a league-worst 14 goals. Uh, Hiroshima have scored six and conceded eight over their last five. So they're pretty middle of the road. Sapporo, pretty damn bad. Um, only one point separates them in the table in favour of Hiroshima, but Hiroshima have also played a game less. Um, so they both uh, a three a three plus three goal difference for their 15 points over 12 games, whereas Sapporo are minus eight overall through uh, their 13 games. I just think this is a good spot to be backing a, a reasonably recently against a team that are, are, are dire and really, really struggling. Um, so hopefully I get a nice away from home win at this. Uh, odds of better than evens, 23-20 just now on bet 365. And that charity pick is in nice and early um, on on Saturday morning to roll over to your guys' picks. And Sapporo beat them four weeks ago in the cup. So excellent. Those games don't count. See that. See that cup. The the group stages of that cup, like they don't play any recognised players. Really, I don't know if it's like an unwritten gentleman's agreement, uh, but they all just use it for you know they start trying when the quarterfinals come round because it's then knockout playoffs. Um, as opposed to round-robbing group stages where everyone plays their second string. So it's how how English teams treat the Europa League? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. As, as soon as you're in a chance of winning it, oh, well, we've got this far, great, right? 
I always feel bad for like, like the sub goal. Do you know the goal, like the thingy goalie who's played like. Ah, he should get to play games. every game. Yeah, 15 <laughs> games. He's playing fucking Tractor Sazi in July. And then, like, as soon as you play Sevilla at the, 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 the thingy, the September, you're like, nah, 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 not. You won't be playing that one. Son. I don't know why I've got Willie Caballero in my head for this. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy. Um, I- oh, God, those went mental. The morning, uh, Kitakushi are at home to Kofu. Now, you should know from now on that Kitakushi had been really, really good of recent. So they have won their last six home games in a row. Like, they've been incredible. Kofu away have been okay. They've not been terrible. They've drawn a few games. They've lost a few games. They've only won one. I think Kitakushi get more than enough to go put through Kofu again. They're on a roll. They had a midweek blip where they drew two each, but they were down 2-0 to two deflected goals, which is a bit of an odd one. Um, they came back and drew the game two each. I fancy them at home here. You're getting them at the odds of 10-11. I think that's they've a great charity to pick in there again. Well. Yeah. They've been very good. Mate, so, this yeah. is, this is the, the, that again is the bet of the week. That makes no Kick sense. I like that. That makes no sense. I'm looking at... So they have... Yeah, so they've won the last what, six home games, 2-0, 2-0, 2-1, 2-1, 3-2. Tofu, I've got a 3-1 pumping, a 4-2 pumping. And they draw a lot of games, but they've drawn a lot of games against Shite. They've played a lot of crap teams, see if you look at Yeah, the they've played, played all of the draws. Table. Aye. Yeah. Um, yeah mate, and Tofu have got... Why is that yeah. money? Because no one cares about the J-League 2, and they should. Yeah, that's, because they're the best home team. Because the best home team right there. So yeah, they're chasing Vivar and Nagasaki. We blip midweek. Think they'll come back and they'll they'll probably win this game two one. <laughs> Truthfully, so, they, um, two, so yeah, two of their, so two of their last home, uh, away games that they've drawn were against the worst two home teams in the league. That's a great pick. Yeah, mate, uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's a pumping. Pumping. This, this is this is Gordon taking charity really seriously in season <laughs> three. I love it. That's it. You know, I've always been a big giver, Andy. You know that when it comes to this, and uh, yeah, that's just you know we've got to we've got to get back around in these charity wins. Um, the Facebook group, there's been loads and loads and loads of stuff. I think we've already mentioned that Michael Stokes rugby picks, as always, provide a lot of interest. It's been a little bit quiet. Um, I know Oli Hornby and that have been pushing tennis a wee bit because the Cincinnati Masters uh, finished last week and now we're in the U.S. Open. So he will be putting in, I'm guessing, daily picks and accumulators for that. But it's been a wee bit quiet. They've been the really football. good. They've been really good so far. His tennis picks. I was, I was having a look at them. Um, yeah, he, his first round picks had won quite comfortably. Um, but yeah, just keep them coming. Like I've got no interest in tennis, but that gives me an interest. So um, yeah, the Tour I de France would... is on just now. I, I, I've been tempted every day to put up a pick and every single one of them's lost, so do not worry about it. Um, <laughs> when I get a winner, I'll post it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, that's on just now. There's a bit more stability when it gets to the second week or the third week and you can see who the good climbers and the good sprinters have been. But there's been some bizarre things happening so far. Um, but yeah, so that, that was a couple of the things uh, in the Facebook group. There was someone else who posted tonight, I think it was Stephen Porter, he had a good win um, with taking the Nations League over 0.5 and over 1.5 goals in some of the games. I think he, his was about 6-1 to one for four games, so that was a good one. Um, just, to, just to add to things that may be worth having a look at, we're recording this Thursday evening. Um, Gary Anderson in the darts 
has come out again and smashed Michael Smith 8-2 this evening. And he went off at 5-4 to four to win that game. Anderson has been tremendous since they resumed the Premier League. Um, and the way they've done it is the players are playing in a bubble. Though they're all playing in Milton Keynes and they're basically playing 10 matches over a fo- uh, 10 nights over a fortnight. Um, so they're doing game weeks sort of six to the end, um, back to back to back to back to back. So I'd have a look at Gary Anderson's prices um, as he plays the next few nights. He's actually 10 to three to win the entire Premier League, which I think is a really good bet. Um, him and Peter Wright look to be the two guys in form. Uh, Peter Wright's three to one. Gary Anderson's ten to three. But I'd be taking Gary Anderson against anybody right now. Um, he's also one of these guys that when he was interviewed before before start, like, what have you been up to, Gary? Have you been practicing? How how, how are you feeling? Oh, I've just sat on the couch and ate crisps for six months. So <laughs> not, it's, not, it's not done him any harm at all. <laughs> how did the Durant Van Gerwen game finish up? Did you have a look? Seven all. Oh, that's Which, that's less good. So it's unfortunate for me this evening because I called Anderson and Wright winning their games and I needed Durant to beat Van Gerwen for the treble. But I still get some, I still get some money because I did a, a two-way as well, so they've drawn no bets. So nice. there's been a couple of bettles actually that I'm scrolling through. So Adam Minkowski just said the bread and butter bet in Scottish football. So Celtic v Motherwell, Scott Brown to be booked was uh, price boosted on Paddy Power to 23, which came in the first half. And <laughs> Gareth Walker... This is a bet that just. This is what I love about this group and the type of bets that some people pull out. He had a a treble on. It was eleven to two. It was Celtic minus one against yep. Liverpool, which isn't ridiculous, right? Ulsan Hyundai Harangi to beat FC Seoul. They won three 0 and Nani to score any time in the Atlanta Orlando City game. Brilliant, and it came in. Um, came in from. He also had money on Ajeti to come on and score for Celtic, which he'd done within like two minutes of coming on. So it's just some absolute belters when you look back in this Facebook group. Um, Ollie Hornby had England to win um, on the two against Pakistan, yeah. which seemed to be like really good odds for what you, what what was expected to come in. Um, and then Gareth was another one where he missed. He was waiting on Sunday night. Did you see that? He would have been waiting on. Oh, oh it was molded. huge. But. Overall, David Kelly came close as well. Overall, the Facebook group, just go to Facebook, search the Travel Bet Podcast. There is loads of stuff from everyone. It's not just us contributing. It's it's actually the members contributing more than us because we can't even keep up with yeah. what's going on. But it's amazing. So just join that, just search for it, and we'll accept you and admin. Yeah. If you want to help help us out as well, be a part of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon. It's a really good app. Uh, on the phone where you get access to this podcast early um, as a video. Uh, we record this on Zoom, so you get you get to see us all. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the Trample Bet Club. It's £6 a month or so. What's the, the dollar level just now? Because it's done in US dollars, John. $6.50 or something like that. Yeah. So Trample Bet Club, sign up to that. You also get a cheat sheet, which is just a one-pager on your phone screen of all our picks written down so you don't have to sit and listen to the episode with a notepad for the things you like. And also all the midweek content we do in special shows for the golf. There'll be one for the US Open coming up later in the month that myself and Gordon will do. Um, baseball, darts, horse racing, you name it. Trampled bet on patreon.com. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye.
Social Podcast Network.